Kurt, hey. what's up, man? So much, man, about you. Uh, not a lot, brother. Can you hear me okay? All right. <laughs> How you been today? Oh, not bad, dude. Just uh, same old, same old. Beautiful, sunny Friday here in South Carolina. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cooler day so far here in uh, Tennessee. Nice. As it, 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 uh, they say it's supposed to supposed to rain again. It's been raining every day for like the last two and a half weeks. Oh damn, man! <laughs> we've had uh, we've had nothing but sunshine. It's been like ninety plus degrees. Yeah, we're 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 yeah we're not that lucky. We haven't yeah we we we'll, we'll get sunshine for a little while, but then like right now it looks like it's going to rain here in the next hour or so. So. <laughs> that's kind of been the uh, mo here in uh in uh tennessee for like i said the last two and a half weeks just every, every day is rain 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 and temperatures over like 90 degrees dude i'm i'm kind of ready for some rain because like now you know being a bigger guy like we are it's like when i walk out of the gym it's immediately back to sweating you know <laughs> oh no i oh no i agree with you i was uh training at iron house in uh Hermish, tennessee yesterday and i was sweating inside the gym and i came out and I'm sweating. I'm still sweating. So I have to sit in my car for a minute, let the AC do his work because I was just sweating all over the place. Dude, I think that's a, like a ubiquitous big guy move, like sitting in front of the AC for like 10 minutes after the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to go. Otherwise, you're still sweating. And I, and I got to be able to uh, I got to be able to turn it off at some point. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's tough out there. Uh, uh, well, it makes it. I tell you one thing, makes it a little bit, a uh, little bit easier to get uh, leaner right now too. That, that's the truth. That's true. <laughs> Got to do a lot more so, laundry, but you know, it's all good. Oh yeah, I, I still have to do laundry today. <laughs> well, like the welcome, welcome you to the uh, big bad uh, big bad bastard podcast. Um, for everybody's listening, uh, it's your host Kurt. Uh, and I got Dave Hurt on with on with me this week. Uh, Dave, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, man. Well, first off, thanks for having me, bro. It's uh, it's a pleasure, and I'm looking forward to it. But you know, myself personally, I'm a 33 year old husband, father, uh, nutrition coach, and fitness coach. Um, kind of went through several different like evolutions in life. I used to own a chain of restaurants, which I sold, um, done a lot of real estate development, um, had a uh, corporate job for almost a decade, uh, which I actually lost right at the beginning of the COVID thing. So I've been oh, just, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember, not to interrupt you, I think I remember you posting something about that on Instagram. I remember you posting something about that on Instagram while yeah. I when it, when I like them started. Yeah, yeah. So that was, honestly, man, it was it was kind of a bummer, but also it was like the, it was the sign I needed to go all in on my coaching business. Cause I've been basically coaching in addition to working full time for a couple years. And um, it, was, it was a move I always wanted to make. But for whatever reason, I never gave myself permission to do that, you know. So, um, you know, the universe made that decision for me. But, um, yeah, so I've been, I've been kind of, uh, you know, I've owned several businesses, you know, built and sold companies, all that good stuff. And now I'm kind of in the stage of my life where I'm more focused on helping other people and, and coaching folks and just doing what, 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 brings me joy and what i'm passionate about so yeah yeah i, I definitely i definitely agree with you on that one um uh 
my uh, I was uh, I was working at a nightclub uh, before all the shutdowns happened, and uh, you know I I, I I did coaching on the side, and I also uh, you know uh, promote my own clothing line on top of that. So I've been putting more work into that in the last last few months. I mean, even though I've managed to find work again, I'm still putting in work on trying to uh, promote that and make that a little bit bigger. Yeah. So, uh, so and I, like I said, I remember uh, when I first followed you, you had made a, a post about uh, how you'd worked at a job for a long time and they cut you loose. Uh, tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about how, well, you know, what you were dealing with and how you. I, mean, I know that kind of came in as a complete surprise to you. Yeah, it was it was uh, pretty unexpected. And so I worked for a company uh, as a recruiter for so it's uh, basically science and engineering uh, recruiting. So like a pharmaceutical company would need a chemist, and uh, they would come to us, and like I would I would find that person. Um, and so that's what I did for many years because my, my educational background is in biochemistry and, and genetics, um, and so. You know, it was a, it was a great career. It was definitely a great way to like, you know, build build a little bit of wealth, to start my businesses and everything. But um, you know, I'd given them the better part of a decade. I was a senior staff member, and uh, you know, everybody was working from home because lockdown had just started, and the company was, you know, kind of I guess figuring things out. And I had just recently switched to a new department because my department basically switched things up on me, and they were like. So you're gonna you're gonna work on this new area of business now. And I was like, okay, great. You know, I just, obviously I have to learn it. And then the lockdown right. happened, and basically it was like, you know, you're a senior employee. We're paying you a lot, and you also are new to this area of business. So with everything going on, we can't justify keeping you on board. So that was wow. Like, yeah, and and you know that's ultimately like, as long as you work for somebody, you're always expendable exactly yeah yeah so uh I got, I got to experience that it's the first uh first time i ever you know been fired or lost a job or anything like that and uh you know it was my only job out of out of uh, graduate school so you know it was definitely impactful but at the same time it was almost like a big elephant had been lifted off my chest and it was like all right we're gonna go we're gonna go for it and you know my um my coaching business is called just work um and I've been working on building that ever since. All right, and, and uh, how's that? How's that been going for you? So, it's good, man. I'm uh, so I'm affiliated with uh, the supplement company First Form, and so I've been working closely with First Form for a couple years as an advisor, doing uh, transformation challenges and, and stuff like that. So I had already built up a pretty good base of uh, of coaching clients, and I have a private coaching group where we have. Uh, couple hundred members and so I already had a, a good base of folks that I was working with and basically that video you saw was just me saying all right guys you know because I had I had coached people for free for a while because I wanted to build up credibility you know and, and improve myself so it was like, it was like switching that excuse me flipping that switch and saying all right guys now um, I'm going to be doing this for my full-time living and the response has been great. You know, I'm, I'm working with, you know, quite a few private one-on-one, um, -on -one, you know, paying clients. So it's been, it's been really good, man. Yeah. Uh, and I think I was like, I was speaking to a friend of mine last night uh, and he was, 
uh, kind of on the fence as far as, you know, right now he's wanting to start his own business, but is it sure if like now is the right time for him to go and do it with everything that's going on? And, um, you know, I, and I gave my thoughts about it, you know, and I told him, you know, you know, it might be best to wait it out. I don't know. But um, I want to definitely, I definitely want to hear your thoughts about that. Cause I mean, you, you know, you know, right now you got a lot of people trying to do things online because they are doing stuff from home and they are, uh, you know, working from home and uh, their, you know, income is limited at best. Um, and I want to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah. So first off, I think, it depends on the business, right? It depends on the business model. You know, I'm thankful that I don't still own restaurants right now. Um, Oh, (laughs) uh, so like I I was talking to my old business partner recently about that. I'm like, man, thank God we sold that business before, you know, everything hit. Um, But I think like you said, uh, an online business where you, you, you're operating fully, you know, kind of autonomously, you are the business and, and the platform is just online. I mean, honestly, I don't think there's been a better time because you've got a more captive audience than ever because everybody's at home or, you know, online all the time. Um, and, it, you know, it does depend on, I think, the, the business itself because, you know, there's, there is an argument for the fact that, like, especially, you know, in America, which is obviously where we are, and that's all I can really speak to. Um, there might be folks with less expendable income, like luxury items or what have you. So, you know, if it's like a really high-end luxury kind of niche, you know, it might be affected a little more. But honestly, man, I mean, I think I think there's no time like the present. And as long as, you know, as long as that individual has a business that is is something that, you know, most people could still use during this time i'd say go for it because i've i've uh i mean i've really enjoyed building my business online during this time yeah and i have too because i mean my only you know my only pitfall well my only pitfall is that you know here recently you know a lot of my uh you know a lot of 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 where my apparel is getting made at uh they're um on uh, they were on a skeleton crew uh, during the uh, during the lockdown. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So orders, so orders, orders to me at the time were still coming out reasonably at a at a reasonable time. But then again, one thing I've noticed from this company is that people are starting to do their online, you know, clothing business, and so that's actually gone up. But as a result, they don't have a whole lot of people to try to work and get that stuff out. So now it's. You know, instead of four weeks for people to get their stuff, it's like six to eight, simply because that's kind of booming right now. That's the one thing I've noticed is like, you know, I messaged a representative there and they're like, man, we got a lot of people that are doing stuff from home right now, like selling shirts, you know, selling, uh, you know, what they can from home. And, you know, these orders are all just getting backed up on us. And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess that's kind of a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, people are, people are trying to do stuff, do stuff at home. Um, but I mean, that kind of comes with the territory whenever you try to, uh, you know, start your own things that you're going to have a few, uh, 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 what's the word I want to use right now? Uh, uh, shit, I can't think of the word right now. <laughs> Obstacles, setback. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Setback was what I was, setback was the word I was was looking for. Yeah. Uh, 
but you know, uh, I think you know, as far as you know, online presence, I think it's a great time to actually get involved and actually do you know do stuff with that. Uh, you know, as far as you know, what you were talking like, you know, you know, you're in the bar business, and yeah, the bar business right now are taking a hammering because I used to work at one. Yep. And they they were uh, I worked I used to work at the uh, uh, Whiskey Row off of uh, Broadway here in Nashville. Uh, they've got uh, branches out in Arizona, uh, and I think Colorado. Uh, we're the only one here in Tennessee. And uh, to tell you a little bit of what they've been dealing with, they were shut down from like mid-March to about mid-April when they were doing curbside service and deliveries. And uh, then, you know, they started doing the phase opening, reopening, phased opening of businesses. And so for about another month, they were still doing the same thing until they could actually start letting people come into bars at 25% capacity. Uh, which, as you know, that's how bar business make their money. Oh, yeah. So they don't, you know, people don't, people don't go to a bar just to get a drink to go. Okay. Uh, I mean, people come down to Broadway for the live music, for the entertainment, uh, for the social interaction. And, uh, I mean... So when they went to 25% capacity, they were starting to kind of come up a bit. And then, of course, uh, right when the uh, George Floyd incident occurred, uh, that was when, uh, and then, of course, the quote-unquote uptick of uh, COVID cases, they scaled it back because they were starting to go from 25% capacity to 50 yeah, and that only lasted for a week and a half before they they were scaled back to just curbside service and deliveries. <laughs> Man, what's the uh, what's the mask situation in Tennessee? Are you guys required to wear them in public? Uh, the governor mandated. Uh, well, I said that back. The governor did not mandate uh, face masks or business closures. He said that we're not doing any business closures or face mask mandates. That's what he said. However, every individual. Uh, uh, individual county, uh, not every, but some are mandating face masks. Got it. Including okay. uh, including Davidson County, where Nashville is, Rutherford County, which is south of Nashville, they started doing the mandate. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, and I think a few other counties around the Nashville area. Um, going back to kind of kind of explain the situation in Tennessee as far as that's concerned. Um, right when uh, they the governor released his phase plan for Tennessee. It did not include Memphis, Nashville, Knoxville, Johnson City, uh, Jackson, Chattanooga, uh, because those cities have their own health departments. Oh, okay. Okay. So everywhere else was, you know, uh, was, was game to, you know, open up according to the governor, which according to governor's phase, uh, phase opening plan, which was reasonable. Um, I think gyms were in the again, but gyms were in the uh, first phase actually, and you know most a lot of the gyms and uh, surrounding in the Nashville area were all uh, open except there were no aerobic classes. The restrooms were not available. The sauna was not available. Childcare was not available. Uh, but the gym itself was open. But inside, you know. Hey Kurt, you're uh, you're breaking up on my end, buddy. I can't hear you. 
I still can't hear you. Hello? Hey, Kurt, I can't hear you, bud. Can you hear me at all? Jeez. I can hear can you, you now. Hear me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Sorry Not about sure that. what happened. No, no worries. All right. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, so as far as gyms were concerned in Nashville, they were still shut down. So people were driving out of uh, the, the, the county to go to uh, to go to. Uh, so uh, because every mayor in those cities pretty much dictated on what was going to be open and, 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 and whatnot. So it was a little um, how they handled that. Well, um, so I'm in South Carolina. I live uh, just, just uh, south of the greater Charlotte, North Carolina area, like right over the state line. And, okay. Uh, yeah, so North and South Carolina are very different in terms of how they've handled things. So South Carolina has been basically wide open. Um, like I've been going to the gym for a, a couple months now. There's no mask requirement, none of that. Um, North Carolina gyms still aren't even open and masks are required in public. Um, so it's been really interesting to kind of go back and forth because I go up to the Charlotte area pretty often, you know, and I have to remember to take my mask everywhere. Uh, and then down here in South Carolina, it's completely different. And actually just uh, recently, our governor in South Carolina, McMaster, uh, just just issued an executive order that goes into effect Monday, where now we are, we're basically going to be the same as North Carolina. They're going to require masks everywhere. Um, but the gyms will stay open and you just have to wear a mask at the gym. So. Yeah, they started, doing, like I said, when they started doing the face mask mandate, they were having the gyms, uh, uh, they were having the gyms around here, you know, just, you know, just wear the face mask. Uh, yeah. And uh, I remember uh, watching a video that you had posted about your, uh, your uh, point of view as far as the face masks were concerned. And uh, yeah, I, and I saw the comments that you got, like you got a lot of, uh, I mean, there was a few Good ones, but there was a there was a there was a good bit of flack you got over over that post because you were actually, you know, stating facts about the about face mask. Yeah. So with that, so I had I had released a couple of training videos on my Instagram and, and stuff where I was not wearing a mask, and so I had gotten several messages from folks asking me why I wasn't wearing a mask, and um, also you know definitely some hate you know from people saying, you know, how could you, you should feel so guilty, you know, whatever. Um, so I will say, first off, my gym has been functioning for two months with no mask, and we've had zero cases. So there's that. But also, um, you know, I felt like I owed folks an explanation because they were asking me. So what I did was I released a video on my Instagram where I, I walked everyone through my reasoning for not wearing a cloth mask when I'm, when I'm training specifically. Um, and I talked about, you know, a couple of different studies that have been done that showed essentially if not used properly, a, a cloth mask is less effective than, than no mask, meaning that it actually makes the virus spread more. 
Um, and then there have been studies that show that it's not statistically different on a significant uh, level from not wearing a mask. So in, in the gym environment um, where you're, you're sweating and I have a beard and everything, so that creates issues. And then, you know, you're adjusting it and pulling it to the side to talk to people and um, you're touching equipment. I felt that based off of the studies I had read and sort of the common knowledge about cloth masks and their efficacy at mitigating viral spread, um, specifically because a virus is very small compared to a bacterium. Yeah. Um, I, I made that decision based off of, you know, several scientific facts. And so I, I created that video just kind of walking it through. And I even said, like, look, guys, it's up to you what you want to do. I was just explaining my reasoning for not wearing one in the gym specifically. And uh, when I released that video, man, I got even more hate. I lost a client. Um, I got had people what? Un- Are unfriend you- me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I lost a client. Um, and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm literally just saying, like, look, guys, the, the jury is kind of out on cloth masks, especially in an environment like that, because we have conflicting studies, you know. Um, I'm not telling people what they should do. I'm not saying that I'm the expert. I'm just telling them what I've read and encouraging them to do the same. And, you know, their, right. their response is like, oh, you know, you've heard it before. You're killing granny and all this stuff. And it's like, well, what if we find out later that you were actually responsible for more spread because you were wearing a cloth mask, you know? So I, that's I, my thing. Oh, okay. And, 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 uh, I had a, a, a friend of mine who had mentioned this to me the other day. He had walked into Walmart and he saw, and this is, and this is what I've been seeing. Okay. I, 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 you know, I see this every day. He literally pulled a cloth mask out of his pocket. Right. Oh, and, when yeah. he, and, and when he pulled out and no, 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 this is the, this is, this is the part that this is the part that was like, okay, this is exactly why what you just said is actually true because he pulled it out of his pocket and it was filthy. Yep, and it was just like whoa, like and I used to work for uh, a company in Udawal, Tennessee called uh, McKee Foods. Okay, yeah, just just have you heard of them? No, I have not. Well, if you've heard of Little Debbie Snack Cakes, then you know who they are. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm I'm too familiar with those. <laughs> well, they uh they 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 make the little snack cakes, the little cinnabons, little uh, cinnamon sticks, and and stuff oh, yeah. like that, and. Uh, <clears throat> When I started to work there, uh, they have this area, the production area, where it's uh, behind, where it's behind sealed doors, and they then they say that you have to have a face mask when you walk in because one, it's not because of, not just because of you know, you know, like they recommended that if you're not well, definitely don't come to work. Uh, they don't want you, even if the, they knew, even with a face mask, it's not going to prevent someone else from catching what you got. They knew that, okay. But the purpose of wearing face masks, as far as in the production area, was so hair follicles and stuff of that nature wouldn't get onto the product because you're going to be handling raw product. You're going to be over raw product. Right. And um, they did not want, you know, somebody to get like a Cinnabon with a blonde hair in it. You know what I'm saying? So they recommended face masks. They recommended you have like a long hair, hair nets. Uh, of course, when I worked for this company, I couldn't have a beard, so I had to have like a a, a pedophile mustache, which I hated. <laughs> okay, that was the only that's the only facial hair I can have. I couldn't have a beard because they didn't have like a, a, a what they call a, a beard mess, what they call right, uh, which wouldn't even work for your beard because it'd be too damn long. It'd be it's too damn short. Yep. <laughs> uh, 
but they had like uh, another production, another company that I was uh, working for. They had beard uh, nets. This one didn't. I mean, key foods didn't have that, so you you kind of had to like wear a face mask still. But it was to prevent like hair follicles and stuff like that getting on the food, and that was the purpose of it. And then like when you walk in, you have to wear it, and then when you walk out, you have to take it off. Okay. Um, yeah. Most in part because the whole area that the, the the production would take place in, it's clean air, it's ventilated air, stuff of that nature. So you can't wear the same face mask going out to get a different. Exactly, and that's exactly the point. Like you, can you hear me? That. You're breaking up on me again, Kurt. Hello? Hey, Kurt, I can't hear you, bud. Uh, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yep. Yeah, so what you were saying about the, uh, the masks and being in that okay. in that environment right. at the uh, manufacturing plant, I mean, so that's, you know, that's FDA regulated um, and what you're following CGMP standards, which, you know, I, I was involved in that world when I was recruiting scientists and stuff. And that that's my point with all of it is like, like you said, that fella pulling the mask out of his pocket and it's filthy. I mean, you're doing more harm than good. And, and when you breathe into a cloth mask, you know, specifically these cloth coverings, it's like a sponge. So it's just absorbing everything that you're breathing, right? So if you touch the outside of it, you're coming in contact with the virus. You know, it, it doesn't even have to be the inside of it. So, um, but, you know, one thing I wanted to mention, all of that notwithstanding, one, one important fact is that the jury is still out on the extent to which an aseptic person can even spread the, or aseptic, not aseptic, asymptomatic person can either even spread the virus right so like you know if you go if you read the current studies um that are mm-hmm. on the cdc's website which i've you know taken the time to do most people should take time to do that but of course the people that are sitting on me probably haven't um yeah you'll find that it's either it's either a very small percentage of course. <laughs> um or, or none that are actually able to, to spread the virus asymptomatically. And, you know, there's, there's several reasons for that, right? Because one is if you're asymptomatic, that means you're carrying the virus. You're just not having symptoms. You're, you're not having, you're not sneezing. You're not coughing. You're not projecting, you know, any virus out into the environment. So it would literally have to be caught through um, touch or, you know, air particles that you're breathing. Um, and, and the mask doesn't do anything to mitigate that anyway, right? So, so assuming that, I mean, the sure. whole reason you have to wear a mask is to protect folks from you if you happen to have the virus and you don't know it. And my point is, like, we don't even know if asymptomatic folks are able to spread the virus at all. So there, there's that whole argument as well. It's like if someone's been tested recently and, it, and they're they're negative or even better if they're positive for the antibodies and they've already had it and they can't catch it again why should they have to wear a mask you know right right and 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 uh, I'm, I'm i know you're aware of this but 
uh, of and then you brought up how your gym um, correct has not had a case come out of there and they've been wide open correct okay and that was the same case for Atlas Gym in Belmar New Jersey they had uh, you know they were doing everything see they were being CDC compliant with everything you know with you know sanitizer with wiping everything down making sure everything is sanitized in the gym and they have not had one case and they deal with close to 600 members a day out of their gym, they have not had one positive case come out of that gym. So in my opinion, it's like, you know, uh, gyms appear to be pretty daggone safe as far as uh, where to go versus, you know, going to right, like, exactly. Walmart that's packed out or a Home Depot that's packed out. Uh, and, you know, and, I, and I've seen that people will be completely just Packed out at a Walmart, and then it's like you got yeah. a lot of these other people that can't even open simply because oh, it's not know, safe the for people them. with the mask pulled down on their chin, just hanging off their ear. I've, I've seen a guy with a mask up on his forehead. I'm like, you guys realize that like you're completely eliminating the purpose of that mask, you know? And... Right. I mean, my, I mean, in my opinion, yeah. the, the the moment you start playing with it, moving around, and, and you've already people don't you've already it's you've like, already compromised. In theory, it. I mean, it's could be good if I mean, people all knew how to use aseptic technique and putting it on and taking it off. But guess what? Everybody's not a fucking microbiologist, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and, right. and nobody's and, and nobody's yeah. actually yeah. studying so, studying bar. That's all I put out there, man. But I got about, you know, and, all, and again, you know, I leave it at like, and, look, make your own decision. You're adults. That's the beauty of America. We get to live life and let live. But but you know, of course, I I got so much blowback, and that's actually why yeah. uh, I ended up making that post where I was holding the sign up that says we can disagree and still be friends. And um, that went viral. Yeah. <laughs> And that went and that and that went viral. That went that went crazy viral because I saw it and I think I liked it when it was just under a thousand likes. And then I came back to it and I'm like, holy cow, he, that thing's went viral. And then I started seeing on other friends that I follow on yeah. their Instagram. They started seeing because everybody was saying this. A majority of people are saying the same thing. And and I spoke about this last night because one of my friends from Chattanooga uh, tagged me in a post where. Uh, 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 a principal was stating, you know, this is what we're going to do going forward. You know, we're, uh, and then he, he was preaching a lot of great ideas about, you know, not singling out uh, a, a specific group, putting them ahead just because of this and that, making everybody equal. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, making everybody equal, eliminating race, yeah. ethnic, you, know, uh, you know, age and sex and whatnot. Everybody has, everybody has, and this is the school, this is the kind of school I came from. I, uh, I was born in Columbus, Ohio and up there under Columbus city public schools, it was all like that. Okay. Everybody was treated equally. Nobody was singled out because of their color, their skin or their sex or their age or whatever. And I've come and I say, dude, this is the kind that that's like, that's the school I grew up in. Like, that's how it was. Uh, now on the flip, now on the other side of that, this is something I haven't really spoke a whole lot about. But when I moved to Alabama, uh, Montgomery, Alabama, where my parents are now, uh, I went to a. And this was in 1990. Crap, 
1998, I want to say. Um, wow, I didn't even know that. Existed. I went to a segregated high school. Neither did I until I went there, and 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 uh, you had the you know you had a lot of the uh, the black uh, black kids in one part of the program, and then the only white kids you would see would be in another program separate from everybody else. I mean, Whoa. they have their own separate proms in the rest dude. of the school. I mean, that's how bad it got. Yeah. No one, and, and to me, if you did not go to this high school in Montgomery, Alabama, you either did not know about it or you didn't even pay attention to it because a lot of people were walking around like it was, oh, man, this is this is normal thing. But for me, coming from, you know, Ohio, where everything's diversified, you know, we had, you know, black, white, Asian, we had Russian transfer students, uh, you, you know, you, you know, uh, uh, you know, Chinese. I mean, you had it. You had all ethnicities yeah. at the same school. So I was. That's what I was used to. And then you come to. And then you come to a segregated high school. And it was like it was. It was. It was like a blow to me because I'm like, wait, I thought we were past all that. Like, whoa. I, I again, I didn't even know that they were still in existence at this time. Now, granted, two years after I graduated, they got rid of that. Okay, um, but it's still a predominantly black high school. And that is what you deal with with a lot of these inner city yeah. schools. It's predominantly, you know, black, uh, black high schools. And, 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 and I'll, I'll go further with you on that one. When I lived in Ohio, I was on a college preparatory program, which means uh, I took classes like biology, uh, <laughs> algebra one, and algebra two. I hated algebra two, by the way. I hated it. Um, I, it was just like my kryptonite. I just like it was. I, I hated it. But anyways, yeah. Um, you took a lot of advanced college courses, right? And uh, like I, said, I took biology. I took anatomy. I think uh, no, 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 no. I didn't take anatomy up there. Um, I took uh, uh, like I said a lot of college right. advanced courses because it was supposed to prepare you for community college when you graduate. Uh, now, if I stayed up there for my senior year, I would have taken free <laughs> calculus, which I probably would have hated even more. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how I managed to get by algebra one and geometry, and then algebra two was just evil. Um, but anyways, um, when I moved to uh, Alabama, I'm expecting the same kind of education. Because again, I've never, you know, I've never... Uh, right. uh, uh, been to any school outside of Ohio, okay. So, um, when I went down, when I went to school down there, uh, they were having trouble placing me because, from number one, I had all the requirements to graduate at the beginning of my senior year. Bef- like before I even before even school wow. started, crazy my that, year, uh, uh, in, in school Alabama, systems can I be that different from one another, you know. Right. And, 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 and uh, I would like, cause like my mom told me that and she said they were going, you're basically going to have like extra credit, you know, after the school year. And I'm like, I mean, I'm taking anatomy. I'm taking theory programming. I'm taking classes. There are not a lot of, there, there are, there's not a lot of students in at the school. Um, most in part, because again, I've taken literally all my requirements before that, before my senior year. Now, however, there was this one little stipulation to it. 
and again, this is how this is how different it was in, in Ohio. They require one. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. they require a half a credit for a phys ed to graduate, right? Well, in Alabama, it was one whole credit for a phys ed. So I was a half credit short, short of their requirement so did, to graduate. So did you in take it your senior year then? <laughs> yeah, I had to take it again. And because my mom was trying to argue with them, saying, listen, this is the requirement in Ohio. Like, they require a half credit. And they were like, well, you're here in Alabama, and we require a whole credit. So it's either I take phys ed or I don't graduate because of a half credit. So my mom was like, yeah, you're going to have to take phys ed again. I'm like, I ain't got a problem with it. I just thought it was ridiculous because yeah. it's like it's a, it's a half credit. It's a half credit, but that's but that's how. But again, uh, the, my mom was coming at them saying, "Well, well, he's got all of, all all your other requirements in place, but Fazer, you guys can't let him roll on that." And like it was, it was ridiculous. But you know, the ridiculous part was that I already had all my requirements yeah, before crazy. starting senior year in Alabama. That's the crazy part. I mean, I was taking college prep courses and. And under their requirement, I still had maybe I don't know a handful left. But no, right? again, that's 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 the uh, when people want to argue that you know not everybody gets the same education. I agree. That's 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 a very true statement. However, I chose to take those college prep courses because I wanted to go to community college. If I had just taken just normal basic, you know ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, you know, uh, classes, I probably wouldn't have, uh, and if I moved yeah. to Alabama, I probably would have thought, okay, you still have some more credits to get. That's the only difference. I took, I made the choice to take those, I, I, I made those, I made that choice to take those college prep courses. Yeah, and I didn't have you know, to. very similar with I wasn't enrolled, but I, was I actually, made that choice. I think you and I, I messaged you a little, back and forth a little bit about this, but like, I didn't have a white friend until like, sixth or seventh grade i was literally the only white kid in my neighborhood in my friend group um everything and um and you know we were uh we were a really mm -hmm. i guess you consider economically depressed you know well below the poverty line neighborhood you know both of my parents were were drug addicts and screw ups and were in and out of prison and you know all, all kinds of it was a real it was a real crazy childhood and um you know, to, just to speak to what you mentioned about choosing to take those courses, you know, I was, I was kind of the same way, man. I saw, I saw school as my way out, you know what I mean? And, and I decided like, you know, a lot of my buddies, by the time we were, mm -hmm. you know, fifth grade or so, they were getting mixed up in some really bad stuff. And, you know, I just made the personal decision not to, um, and nobody was was there forcing me to to get mixed up in drugs and everything and you know I, a lot of times you hear like oh these these kids can't help it you know they can't they're they're in these bad neighborhoods they can't help but become criminals and it's like man that's not exactly true all the time i mean i i could have very well gotten mixed up in all that stuff but i chose not to and uh, you know several of my friends chose not to it's like we we ended up doing pretty well for ourselves and you know a lot of our friends did not um, 
and 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 you came and you came from that, and I and I came from, and I didn't know it growing up. I I didn't know there was such a thing as a bad neighborhood. You know, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I grew up in a neighborhood where kids were playing out in the street, and you know, we all got along with a lot of our, you know, our, our friends and everything, but I didn't realize there was like, you know, a, 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 a bad or a negative element in our neighborhood at the time, yeah. which there was, because it was when I was like 14 or 15 years old, uh, you know, our house got broken into, and, you know, we had like, you know, we had like, uh, uh, the, the the we had like a Nintendo with like forty some games to it, and different controllers and all this other stuff. All that was gone, and they took you know stuff out of my yeah. parents' room. Yeah. I mean they I mean they came in and they took a lot of our values, and and uh, it 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 uh, you know I remember the conversation that my dad had with us about what had happened. He said that the only reason why you know. Only he said he wasn't really blaming us, but he said that there is possibly a chance that somebody you guys know knew about the stuff that we you know that you yeah. guys had in the house in the, in this house, and they chose to rob it. And that's what and that's what I kind of realized that maybe you know this neighborhood wasn't right. as uh, safe as we thought it was because we did because we did have some questionable elements in our neighborhood that would do some questionable things and maybe growing up I kind of ignored it and then when that happened it was kind of like damn you know we need to be careful about who we talk about what we got and stuff like that too um, because that's how our house got broken into I mean exactly. why would they just randomly yeah. just hit our house if they didn't know what we had so and uh, I remember like I said I mean you know we had it I mean, my parents had insurance and we was actually able to you know uh, get a few things back and whatnot. But we, you know, it, it came down to like, okay, you know, apparently we do have some bad elements in our neighborhood that we need to be uh, careful and mindful of going forward. And like I said, and that's when I kind of woke to, I woke to the idea that, yeah, there, 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 there very well could right. be some questionable elements in our neighborhood that we need to avoid. And, and like you said, you know, it's, again, it's making that choice to like, hey, you could, you know, run with this crowd and, and follow what they're doing because it's the easy way out. Or you could just yeah. say, "Hey, I'm just not. Yeah, gonna, and it's I'm like, just not um, gonna mess like with them. I, I they're, to, you know, I mean, they're not I good basically people. Chose not you know what I'm saying? Quote and, cool. You know what I mean? Because that was, that was, that was what was cool. You know, and uh, I was like, man, that's just that's just not for me. And I think, uh, you know, one, one thing that I that I would mention is, especially these days where you see so much pushback against police and everything. Um, you know, I <laughs> we were. The good mm-hmm. people in our neighborhood, which you know there was, there weren't a whole ton of us. But we were we were happy to see the police in the neighborhood, man. Like the police, I mean, I can't t- I, like the police saved me from I was getting the shit beat out of me, you know, by a parent, and the police came and intervened. You know, the police the police broke up, you know, lots of bad shit oh, wow. in our neighborhood, and like people people who weren't mixed up in that bad shit were thankful that those officers came into the neighborhood, man. Like, you know, this whole rhetoric about police being predatory and just being thugs and everything, you know, that's coming from people who have not lived it because that's not the case, brother. Like we, they made a difference in our neighborhood and protected us as a kid who was, you know, who had drug addict, abusive parents. Like I was thankful for those police. 
and, and that's a and that's a real testament. And I, I agree with you. It's like again, I was mentioning my friend out of Chattanooga before I went off my tangent. You know, he was uh, he made you know one of his friends that he's known for thirty years commented saying. You know, not everybody's equal. Not everybody is the same. You know, until we recognize that, then we definitely need to, you know, pander and and and, and coddle those who aren't advantages of the rest of us. And he, he he fired back and he was like, "Man, listen, we both grew up in the same school. We both grew up in the same privileged area." He's like, "So why is it that you're kind of like uh, on the side of?" Uh, of, of trying to understand something that you that you really don't haven't really lived and they have and no that's clue. they haven't been really there it's like look people who don't really understand I, it i i understand all. that like they might have some some guilt for the fact that they've had a, a good life but you're not helping people become better by giving them things and that's what you know i i witnessed that firsthand my mom took her food stamps back or you know, took our food stamps and traded it for for cash for pennies on the dollar instead of feeding us so that she could get some drug money. So like, and and there was never an incentive for her to work. There was never an incentive for her to get better because she kept getting those fucking food stamps every month and that welfare check. And everybody else in the neighborhood, same thing. And they kept having more kids because they would get more money. Like this is what I saw fucking firsthand. And these people did not want to get better. They didn't want to improve themselves. So the only way you can encourage somebody to get better is to stop giving them the fucking handouts because you're never going to want to do anything if you do. And and look, I'm comfortable saying that because that was my life. Yeah, you're coming from you're coming from that. Uh, it, it comes down to choices because exactly. it's like again, yeah. it's like I was telling you, I didn't have to take those college prep courses. I didn't have to, but I chose to. You know, because I because I, you know, told my parents, you know, I want to go to community college when I get out of high school. And uh, and there's this great prep uh, college prep program that I can get involved with where I would have to take advanced courses more than everybody else. And um, and I and, and that was a choice of that man. I think it comes down to just choices. People right now are making excuses. Say, oh, yeah, they didn't have a choice. I'm like, no, they at the end of the day, they still have a choice. Responsibility. Okay. Look, I've got friends from that neighborhood that I grew up with, same neighborhood, same conditions, everything. They're still posting on Facebook today, blaming the system for why they're not ahead in life. And I'm like, look, we came from the same fucking place, bro. I don't want to hear it. When I was deciding to do my homework and go to school, you were skipping out and fucking <laughs> selling drugs. So I don't want to hear bullshit about how the system held you back. Oh, no, I, dude, I'm there with you because in my neighborhood, it was the same way. You had a group of guys that constantly chose to not go to school. They constantly chose to uh, skip school, and they were always getting into some bullshit in the neighborhood. And that was all choices they exactly. made due well, to and you know what? Parents. You know what does help, Let's not even help have them that a little bit is having fucking police in that neighborhood. <laughs> okay. So they're not getting into trouble. Yeah. All right. All right. And, um, and, and and like I said, I mean, uh, my parents was very animate about who we were around and they didn't want us around people who weren't, uh, who, 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 yeah. who, who would fall victim into that part and you had good in, into those bad choices because they didn't want us to make those same bad choices. I mean, yeah. And my parents never raised me to be a victim. I've said that 
plenty of times in my podcast. They never raised me to be a victim. They never raised my brother, my ha- uh, my half brother, or my sister to be victims either. They raised us to take personal responsibility for our actions. And I bring the story up a lot. I, and I, and and it was every time we had grades come out, and it was always sweating bullets. Or you were like, "Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. We 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 good. I ain't gonna, you know. I mean, you know, you're not gonna get punished. You're not gonna get, you know." Uh, you're not going to yeah. go uh, uh, <laughs> invisible for a semester. Okay. Um, but it was like, you know, anytime we had like a bad mark. And then and, and where I came from, you always saw a comparison between each semester. So yeah. it's obvious if you look like you went down. Okay. And, and that would always get my dad's attention. So he would always ask us, okay, what happened here? You know, did you not study enough? Did you, uh, did you, do you still need help? I mean, stuff of that quite, stuff of that nature. But we always kind of pander to the excuses. And every time we did, we pretty much get ringed for it. You know, simply like, well, that's still no excuse for you to not exactly. do well when you did well the previous semester. So, you know, and that, that, again, that example right there, you know, when we want to try to play the victim to try to, you know, slide away out of situations. Our dad made us, you know, say, "Listen, you know, hey, I, I did bad this semester. I'm gonna do better." Okay, that's all I want to hear. I want you, to, I, I, you know, I want you to accept the fact that you did do bad and that you're going to do better. I'm cool with that. He's like, but the moment you want to make excuses, that's where you know, that's where I'm gonna have a problem. And so I, I go into that constantly because I was never raised with that victim mentality. I never did, and I don't accept anyone that that, that chooses to. Uh, uh, to choose that yeah. mentality. That's why I shared one of the, your memes holding up the sign about it. And it's a, and, and I know it's a true statement with you because you've never been a victim, even though you had the worst uh, uh, circumstance out of anybody I've talked to. Yeah, man. you managed it's all to make something Look, from nothing. Not, I'm not saying that it's as easy for a kid like me as a kid who grows up in the suburb with, with a nice upper middle class upbringing. But you know what? You know, something I tell I tell kids all the time who are coming up in similar situations, because I like to use my story as as motivation for for kids with a similar background. It's like if you do persevere and you do make those decisions to overcome and to push and to be better when you do come out on the other side, you're going to be stronger and better off than that kid who grew up in that cushy upper middle class upbringing, because you're going to be tougher. You're going to be you're going to be smarter. You know, you all the odds are against you. You need to look at that as a good thing because mm-hmm. once you overcome those odds, you're going to be a badass person. Oh, and then you're also going to learn to appreciate the concept of freedom too. Because you're... Oh. Yeah, and, 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 and people who don't appreciate that never had it to begin with, so they don't know anything about it. You know, because they were like, oh, you know, I didn't have a choice growing up. You know, I had to do this, do that. I mean, there was no freedom as far as to do. uh, They don't think that there was a freedom of choice when there always was. It was just that I always always say to people, like, there's the right way of doing things and there's the easy way of doing things. And the easy way of doing things is never right. Okay. And yeah. And doing the right thing is always going to be hard. It's never going to be easy. It's it's always going to be tough. I mean, you're always going to have absolutely, uh, man. It's, and it makes it's, it's always going to be a struggle, but that's, that's part. The, of that's the, the thing. And like, you know, one other point that I would make about uh, folks not being able to appreciate freedom because they came up that way is um, also not being able to appreciate the amount of opportunity 
in this country because, you know, I've seen it from being dirt poor, fucking the worst of the worst to where I am now. And I've seen how much opportunity there is in this country if you just get up off your ass and go after it. And I think a lot of times what we're encountering these days with with people who who hate America and, you know, talk about how bad it is, it's like they grew up coddled. They had everything given to them. They don't know what it's like to suffer. They don't know what it's like to be in a bad situation and then pull themselves out of it and see how much opportunity there is in this country to do so, that they have no perspective on that. You know what I mean? And they've lived in this bubble. And, and it's sickening, man, because th- this is the know. greatest country as far as wealth um, wealth creation, the ability to move from one class to another, the ability to just take responsibility as an individual and, and decide to go after something and grow. You can't do what you can do in this country anywhere else. And that's regardless of fucking what color, what gender, what, you know, anything you are, especially in the age of the Internet. The internet doesn't care what fucking color you are. If you if you create a cool product and sell that mm-hmm. bitch, then you're gonna sell a bunch of that bitch. You know, like the excuses that come from, and I'll say it, you know, that come from oh, the yeah. left and primarily white liberals. You know, um, it's it's it just doesn't hold up when you look at what we have today, and we have so much out there that we that we just can just take if we just want to take it. And and uh, and you I know you bring up a good point yeah, because forty five million on the wait list from all over the world so want to come over here. Yeah, and then you you and then, because they appreciate uh, the opportunities over here. I watched a video about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, on the Fourth of July talking about how grateful he was to have came to this country and to have had the opportunities that he's had that he's taken advantage of to become the person he is now. And I was like, dude, I mean, if anyone's a testament to how great this country is, it's going to be him because he's come from, uh, he came from another country. He, you know, he admitted he didn't have everything. So he came over here because he saw the opportunities that uh, we have over here and came over here and took full advantage of it. And he didn't make any excuses. You know, I mean, the man became a legend in bodybuilding to becoming uh, one of the greatest you know, actors yeah, in Hollywood you can do whatever you want. Man. Uh, like you look, my uh, my wife is, is I mean, Filipina, and um, her uncle just came over to the states within the last couple of years. He had been on a waiting list since the late '80s, and that's how much he wanted to get over here, man. Like people wow. don't understand how good we have it. You know, you want to you want to talk about you know people who who talk poorly about America no. and everything like. Look at LeBron James, for example. It's so it's so terrible here. It's such an awful com- country, but he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and uh, you know from from playing a game. Yeah, it's really bad here for you, buddy. Like it, it's just there's so much exactly. opportunity here. No matter oh, yeah. who you are, as long as you just stop making excuses and and go get it. And and he's a he's a beautiful example of that. I mean, the guy is the best at what he does, and he's he's rewarded for it. And that's what happens in America when when you strive to be the best at what you can be, you get rewarded yeah. for it. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. Oh yeah, and it's, uh, it's exactly. like you know, that, that. That's what I call like American privilege because it it, it it's not dependent on, on on any skin color, especially in terms of LeBron James. Because I mean, he's I mean, he's talking about all yeah, this stuff. Look, like, dude, he's he making is, money he's oppressed, playing the I'm game. 
Okay. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe we don't understand your level of pressure, so maybe we need to be making millions and millions exactly. of dollars every year just playing a basketball game to truly understand where you come from. I mean, you're not living in you're not living in, you're not living in a poor house. You probably you, you're living in a huge house. You got, he's got probably he's got his multiple security cars. Details, you got your own That's freaking why. sheet. Look, they defund the police is fine when you have your own security detail, but what about the rest of us? We need protection too, LeBron. Oh, it's perfect. Exactly. You you mean it, it, and it's it's amazing how how uh, how pandered a lot of the uh, you know black actors, black athletes are pandering to this whole narrative These right now when they know nothing about it. Millions right now. and millions and millions of okay. dollars saying how bad it is here. <laughs> like, guys, what what about you? What about you? You know, you, you don't have it bad at all. Like, were you just an exception? You know, because what I see is someone who worked really hard, got good at what they do, right. and made money from it, which is what happens in America, no matter what color you are. Right. And all people have to do is quit. And, and granted, it, as it always happens in America, exactly. no one's going to really give a damn about your excuses. You know what I mean? I mean, it's and I think that's where we're at right now. Suppose people are hearing the excuse and they're like, "Oh, it's okay, it's fine. We understand where you're coming from. You didn't get the same education. It's all good. It's it's perfect." No, no, I never got that. Yeah, I never got that. Nobody else took that okay? test. When I had bad grades, it was my fault. Okay, you know, yeah, no one, no, no one took that test but me. I chose to either study for it or not. Okay, and if I didn't chose to study for it, then I got a bad grade on it. That's me. That's I'm not blaming the teacher. I'm not blaming who I was sitting next to or or, or what have you. Um, that's me. And like I said, that is primarily how I was raised. That's how primarily how my parents raised me. My parents didn't raise me 100%. to be no bitch. If you get if you get my meaning. And and it's like a lot of these people out here right now. It's just irritating to me because and especially people who know nothing about the 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 the, the, the the struggles of the black community or struggles right. that, period like where you came problem, from and you, never lived the you day know, you have yeah take your pick nancy pelosi maxine waters chuck schumer whoever you know living in their mansion <laughs> talking about the plight of their people yeah. and it's like guys you're so out of touch it's not even funny like you know it, and, and here's the thing man it's like when you when you really talk yeah. to people who came up you know underprivileged under under you know poverty or wh- whatever you want to call it no matter if you're white black latino you know asian it doesn't matter you know all they want is is uh you know the the good people anyway they just want a chance to try and build something you know like and and that's what you have in america and we need to be teaching not that the system is holding you down we need to be teaching the system exists for you to be successful if you work your ass off. That's it. Right. And God bless. I mean, all these made up words is just uh, amazing to me. Uh, and it's like saying, oh, the system's holding me down. Or no, the system's yeah. not doing I mean, anything. Dude, my You're mom making a choice or you did not make a choice. It comes still, down to that. You know, mm-hmm. picks me up for money from time to time. She still, you know, doesn't work and lives off the system. You know, but but, uh, you know, it, it, it's never her fault. It's like, I don't want to hear it, you know. 
Oh no. Yeah, and, and that's the and that's the part that kills me. It's like uh, I had a bad, and then granted, I'm 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 only about to say this because I I I I victimized myself for a short period of time because there was a part of my life where I had you know I had you know a good job. I had two jobs. Uh, I you know uh, I you know still trained my ass off. I had my own place. And, in a, and, you know, in one bad decision, I lost both jobs. Um, I ended up, moved, ended up moving back in with my parents because uh, I was living in Birmingham and I moved back to Montgomery. And, uh, and I'm, you know, I, I lost my vehicle. So I'm sitting here blaming everybody, being mad at everybody because of my position. And eventually one day I just basically had to come to Jesus with myself saying, listen, I'm I'm at the bottom because of me. There's no one else here exactly. like suffering with me because of what they did. It's because of me, you know. And I had to just literally man up and just say, "Listen, you gotta set you gotta set some responsibility for this because this is where you're at because of decisions you made." And and that's what people have to realize. I mean, no one's going to sit there and be uh, you know you know hugging you and saying, "Oh, it's okay, you." You, you, you live such a disadvantaged life. And I'm like, no, it's not like that. Because you know, nope. past this year, ain't nobody going to give a damn about your excuses no more. No one's going to give a damn. No, I mean, it's the same thing when you look at that bill every month and then you try to call them up and get an extension. They're not going to care if you've been past due several yep. times. They're Brother, not going to They're going to be like, listen, recently, pay me now. And that is exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I said, one of the most important things you'll realize in your life is that it's your fault. Period. It's your fault. Once you come to that realization, which mm-hmm. it sounds like that's exactly what you did, everything changes because you're in the driver's seat. It's all up to you. It's like you've got to stop saying it's their fault, whoever they may be. No matter what fucking happens in your life, it's your fault. Take ownership <laughs> and get shit done because if you don't, you're just going to fall by the wayside and, and never do anything. And you're going you're gonna to hate your life for it. And then you're gonna hate everybody who's who's more successful yep. than you because oh they got it better than you, you know oh uh, 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 the the system's treating them very well because they're no yeah. they went the out and wanted to do well, something and and, and, and fucking did it okay exactly exactly and. And, and and you what you see with a lot of these and I mentioned this in a post uh, because I was sitting there saying, listen, you know, some of y'all that are out there rioting and protesting, you know, you know, y'all need to just get up and and just you know, y'all just need to go get some work, or <laughs> I saw that y'all post. can get this work <laughs> in the form of ass whoopings that y'all about to get. And then and then somebody commented and said, "Well, what makes you think they're uh, they're right. they're working?" And I commented back saying, "Well, what makes you think they're not?" And I commented back, I was like, "I know I wouldn't have time to be out there at all hours of the night, exactly. causing all the writing." People need I purpose. To work man. The next if they day. don't need purpose. They'll find purpose <laughs> elsewhere. I'm like, like they found purpose, but it's not a good purpose. You know what I mean? Like we we need something to strive towards and to strive for. And if you Go ahead. Go ahead. Bob. I can't. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not doing rugby. I can't live like that. I can't see living like that sustainable 
nor any form of or, or being happy with it. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't see how people would be falling victims to that kind of, right. that kind and, of way of life because also, it's the only way. You know, like, I don't know. Uh, this might be another podcast, to be honest, but um, this is the danger of, of socialism versus capitalism <laughs> in general because true capitalism, not crony capitalism, which is what we have today, which is unfortunate, but true capitalism is a meritocracy where the best mm-hmm. wins. So it encourages people to strive to be their best. Socialism encourages the exact opposite. And we've seen it fail time and time and time again. You- and I hate that we have so many young people today that, that just don't realize that. And they want to picture this utopia where you know everybody just has everything and doesn't have to do anything. It's like, guys, that's, that is evil. That is Capitalism is the most purest form of, you know, just rewarding hard work and, and doing a good job. It's not, it's so backwards and it drives me crazy. And, and, and on that, because you said that with capitalism, exactly. you know, it, it, it makes you strive to be your best, correct? Isn't that in the same realm of, you know, when you, when, when you talk about competition? Exactly. It's the same thing. No one's handed first place for no reason unless they earned it. You know, it's the same way. You don't get to be the best business, period, unless you've earned that title. Okay. What would, what would be the point of saying, okay, everybody is the best business? Okay. Then that, 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 that kind of just takes the, uh, uh, that kind of just takes, that kind of just well, and it also takes, takes the demeaning the, the the of the word best innovate. out of it if everybody Look, was. Man, if, if There's capitalism all- didn't exist, we wouldn't have these iPhones that we're fucking talking on. We wouldn't have, you know, Teslas. We wouldn't have all the great things that everybody loves and oh, enjoys. Yeah. Because once you take away the incentive from, from innovating and creating cool things, nobody's going to do it. You know, it's just like when you give a kid a participation trophy, he's right. not going to go try to be a better he, athlete because of it. He's going to be like, okay, I guess I'm good enough. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and, 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 that, and, that's, and growing up, I never yeah, got I didn't a even know what that participation shit was trophy. Like, you know, it was unheard of. It's like, what? We're doing okay. what? <laughs> exactly. I'm sitting there like, wait, a participation? Patient, I didn't realize you have a trophy. My participation trophy was like I had the jersey. That's a choice so you made, cool. but otherwise, okay. you know, you got to earn that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 my thing is that you know, from my concept of it, it's like, listen, if you str- if you if you get first place in something, you've earned it because you beat out everybody else to get to be in that position. If you didn't win first place. That motivated you to try harder, to push harder, to do better. And people, and, and these people today that are crying socialists, they're not seeing that. Right. They're like, oh, we think they we deserve first place too. Well, no, you don't. Entirely. Okay. And just say it's kind of, every, it's, it's essentially the argument of equality of opportunity versus equality of outcome. When you start a baseball or basketball or football game, everybody has a quality of opportunity. But equality of outcome doesn't exist because the outcome mm-hmm. is determined by who's the best. And, and that's the problem is like once you start to say, well, the outcome should right. be the same for everyone, you eliminate any incentive for innovation whatsoever. And then everything comes to a grinding halt. 
Right. Which a lot of us aren't aren't going to be okay with because it's like it's kind of like when someone looks at you know looks at your physique and they're thinking, oh, I should be as big as him. Right. No. Oh, dude. I busted right. my yeah, ass. Don't get this started. Point. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and I want people to, on this that here in this podcast to understand because I have a bit of a chip on my shoulder when it comes to that because you know I get asked questions all the time. I imagine just like you do, and people think that you know, oh man, I'm gonna be, I'm yeah, gonna right. be in love on two years. Sure I'm did. like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> and and yeah, exactly. And I, and, and they kind of get sideways when I comment like that, and like. And I, and I explained to him, listen, no, I've been at this for just about 20-some-odd years. I'm 40 years old now, than 20 and years I started now. when I was 12, okay? Yeah. Right? Hold on, hold on. Let's think. Okay, yeah, I lost count. <laughs> okay, but... No, shit, 28 years. What? Okay, hold on. Okay, there you go. Yeah, 28. So, that's 28 years, dude. You're coming up on 30 years. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, fair enough. fair enough. That actually makes it sound better. Okay, so, so, yeah, exactly. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, listen, I'm being honest with you. I didn't start this two years ago. Okay, I've been at this a long damn time. I've tried everything, I've done everything, I'm sticking to what works because I've tried it all. And uh, I've achieved this based off of the level of experience that I've gained. That allows me to have the physique I do right now. And for you to sit there and say, yeah. oh, look, well, it's, it's great to have years. No, it's you're not. It's great to shoot for the stars. Okay. But you do need to understand the amount of hard work that has to go into it. Right. And, and, and my training partner, uh, Sean, he's been, yeah. you know, he's 29 years old. He's been at it for 12 years. And I said to him, like, listen, he's been doing this for 12 years. You're yeah. not going to achieve what he's got yeah, exactly. in two to three years. It's not going to happen. He's busting his ass for 12. I was like, you, you got to be. And, uh, and I was like, and you, and that kind of goes into what, uh, what you brought up is that people want to compare themselves to someone else and say, well, I deserve what they have. Well, you don't deserve shit because right. they didn't right. just and look, they, get they it. They didn't just get it handed to it. They have either. They just fucking work. So, so. Right. So what makes you think that you exactly. deserve a handout? Yeah, uh, because I never It's got unfortunate. It. And I'm at, yeah, it, it, again, it comes down to making a choice. You can either sit there and realize and accept that, okay, okay, maybe, okay, he didn't, he didn't get, he didn't get what he had handed out. So apparently I need to bust my ass. Okay. You can make that choice or you can sit there and be like, nah, I still yeah. think I can get and, it in and two years. And people oh, good luck with that. What, what's the secret or what's the key or you whatever. Know? And like, honestly, like you and I both know there isn't one, but. If I, if I did have to give an answer, you know, to anything in life, if there is a, quote, secret, it's figuring out a way to fall in love with the process of doing the work. That, that's the key. Like, you got to love getting up every day right. and whatever it is, giving it your best. That's the, quote, secret. Yeah, yeah. Short and not just trying to yeah. uh, find the... Uh, the, oh yes, oh yes. By by, you know, uh, trying to find a shortcut to uh, this, you know, to achieve in that physique because of what that guy said. But you also have to understand he's still been at it for a long time. He's only telling you from his experience. 
He's basically he's. I mean, he well, should, look, man, it should when, be, when it Jeff should be Bezos understood that you should have to work out, for right? He probably wasn't imagining he's going to be worth a hundred billion dollars. He just loved doing what he was doing, and he kept doing it, and he kept doing it, and he kept doing it. If you start out like, look, I think it's great to have big goals. That, don't get me wrong; I think that's fantastic. But you've got to figure out that way to love every fucking Monday through Sunday for the next twenty years of doing whatever you're doing, and then that result comes. But people people have it just like you said. They have it the other way around where they're like, mm-hmm. I think I deserve X, and, you know, it should be given to me or there should be an easy way to get it. And, that's not, and you know that's not true. And, 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 and yeah, because there's no – because, because I – there's no passion exactly. for that. You don't have passion for for what you say you do if you're if you're trying to do one or both of those things. If you're trying to if you're wanting yeah. a handout or if you're trying yeah. to find the quickest way quickest way there. There's no passion to it. There's no there's no there's, there's no enjoyment of the journey to if that I knew, point. If I knew that if I was you're trying to find the quickest way the way there. I want to look. Okay. I'd still go in the weight room every day and push push iron because I love doing it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I've always said this time and time again, those who love doing this and have the passion for it are going to have the most fun with it. They're not going to stress about, you know, exactly. uh, uh, yep. details because they want to get there yesterday. OK, and to me and to me, if you don't if you don't love this and learn to have fun with anything this, and this is just not just as far as, you know, lifting, but in life then yeah. You you basically are going to always sit there and stress about okay the quality of your work will suffer because I need to get there right now, okay. <laughs> All right, and then you and then you always you know sit there and look at guys like us and be like, well, damn, how do they do it? Like, 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 what? There, there has to be a secret. No, there isn't a secret. That's what we're telling you. There, there. I mean, there, there's no, there's, there's, there's no, again, it goes back to either doing it the easy way or the right way. We've been doing it the right way. It's never easy. Okay. You can do the easy way. You can go get handouts. You could try to find every little secret. You can be that one guy that tries every single routine in the book and think it's the, it's, it's the hottest shit out there. Every time you go do a new routine, you know, I'm pretty sure you have clients that sit there and oh, be like, dude. you know, yeah, um, my yeah. Oh, every right now. I need to. I, I need to change up. Been, you know, we've been on the plan for a couple, a few weeks, a month. They're like, "All right, are we switching up the food yet? Are we switching up the training?" I'm like, "No, we're not, because it's working, and we're going to keep doing exactly what we're doing because that's how you get results by staying consistent." And they're like, "Yeah, but it's not. You know, I just thought maybe something a little more." Blah, and it's like, "No, that's the key is those mundane, monotonous." Doing the same thing over and over again. That's how you build something. Is and, and, and granted, wouldn't that apply as far oh, 100%, as one hundred percent, man? If you're not in, making look, when any I was business building happen, my bar business, you know, it's great to go stand out and mix it up with your with your guests, and you know, it's kind of cool. You're like you're the guy or whatever. But there's so much shit that goes behind that. Like for, for any given hour of doing that, there's 20 hours of fucking inventory and payroll and making sure your vendors aren't, you know, fucking you over and looking at uh, to make sure nobody's stealing alcohol from you and dealing with the uh, with the health department and dealing with inspections. And, I mean, it's just 
all the little tedious, monotonous bullshit that I have to check off my list every single day. And that's the stuff people don't see. And that's when you get statements like, oh, it must be nice to own a bar. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, it's nice. Let me show you a day in my life. Just like it's. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just like, just like yeah. you get the comments sure like, oh, it must be you? nice to how be 250. Yeah. See how nice it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. How you I work tell out you, for a day and you see how easy it is. <laughs> yeah, you realize how Dude, it, you, you can quickly find out shit. how easy you know, it is. You know, what's funny is, like, I think it's been a while now, but um, one of the times when you posted that, there was a guy, like, talking about your form or how you weren't doing it right or whatever. And it's always, like, somebody who's got no business saying that. <laughs> Dude, dude, that's dude, that's that that's been that's been the story of my life as far as this entry is concerned, and that's the reason why I'm not exactly uh, afraid to speak my mind because I've I'm I've, I've been hated for, I've been hated about what I do for most of my life, but that generally comes with the territory when you're Absolutely. Uh, working to be successful. No matter what it's, it is, that's, that's kind of a territory, okay? And yeah. And you know, I've had people comment about the Paley Rose. Oh, they're like, not. Look oh, at his oh, back. You're not low Shut enough, up. or or, or this and that. And I'll post. And, and no, no. And this, this will do it. This, this will basically explain it in itself. Your, I'll post a, I'll post a of back spread in my next post, like and none of them will comment on it. <laughs> I'm like, gee. So yep. how do you think that happened? The, 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 I, 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 I mean, hard, I mean, hard fucking work. And and one of the and one of the things that happened was that somebody that commented on my post years and years ago saying that I put in nothing but hard work. This is just this like this guy just likes working hard. Was the same guy that was you know uh, talking shit about my pillow room. And I find that interesting. Okay, so did you lose the right. concept of like, hey, when yep. did you think I changed? I didn't change shit. I've been the same person. Okay. The same person that was doing those one twenty-pound hammer curls in 2015 was the same guy that's doing five thirty on Pele rows. That hasn't changed. Okay, uh, it, I'll say the one thing that has changed: I'm working even harder. Okay, maybe you should try that sometime. And, and that goes into life in general. You have guys that that look at us and they think that we just do shit just to stay the same. We're not. You know, we're pushing and and and, and yeah, if you, pushing if ourselves harder because we want to be. Yeah, better. you have to always strive to grow because if you're standing still, you know you're going backwards. So, yeah. Well, I mean, if you stand still, you're not going really anywhere. You know, I mean, it's like everybody's passing you by. Everybody's getting all these opportunities. Everybody's getting this money. Everybody's out there, you know, you know, you know, getting that nice ride or getting that new apartment. You sitting there hating on them for it, or, or basically, you know, they get on, they get on stage and they're killing these these shows and they get their pro card. You hating on them, like, listen, they went after it. How about you do the same thing? Don't be sitting there hating on well, them. They doing them. Is, you man, need to be doing that, the same thing. You don't need to be worried about do that. And, and it, I've put out a video about this before. When you see people hating on you, especially for your achievements for your success or you know saying must be nice or i bet that was you know they got this because of that or whatever or anything like people are talking shit like that man it's them reflecting insecurity that they have outwards exactly 
onto you. Yeah. And I, I, I see that for what it is. I mean, I get it more than anybody because, you know, I'm a, I'm a black American that's not, that's, that's a conservative. That's not pandering to the whole Black Lives Matter because I don't need a hashtag this to, to, to define the fact that my life matters. My, I know my life matters. I, I know that myself. I don't need to prove that. What? I don't need to prove that to anyone else. Posting a black square okay. on Instagram and doesn't do anything to help anybody. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I, I do. I didn't even know anything about that. Like, I get to my Instagram and all of a sudden I see people posting up black pictures and I'm oh, black, just a black what photo. What you see when like, you see that? People like, saying, "Look at me! Look how great something? I am! I'm such a good person." Like, how about you don't? post a black square and virtue signal to the world. How about you actually go, I don't know, help, help underprivileged kids learn personal responsibility. You know, how about you go do something like that instead of just signaling to the world how great you are. I don't need to post a fucking square for people, for, for me to have an impact. On or, or, or you can do what I did, post a uh, flag with hey, a blue but, line hey, for dude, it. If we're getting shit, we're shit right these days. Yeah, dude, I posted that up, and uh, and and like I said, a few people that did the black picture did it for hey justice for George Floyd. Okay, I I I'm completely I'm completely good with that. Okay, but the moment you start putting that hashtag Black Lives Matter, I'm like, okay, let's keep scrolling. Yes, keep scrolling. Okay, so and I brought that up for a reason because. I posted that picture with, uh, I shared it from a friend of mine's out in Texas. It was a flag with the blue line down it, of course, supporting the blue line. And dude, within two hours, I got about 368 uh, Negative, right? <laughs> yeah. People were, oh, yes. Like, people were sitting there calling me Uncle Tom and, and oh, you're a traitor to your people and and uh, none of that stuff fazed me, man. I mean, I, I used to, I used to work at, I used to work at a bar doing security. Right. You didn't yeah. think I get enough hate as it is? I mean, you know, really? I mean, I get called Uncle Tom up when I was working at a bar. I mean, really? So it's kind of like I'm scrolling these comments. And I'm like, wow, you people are lost, like literally lost. Okay, you all basically are pandering to the concept of mediocrity right now because it's better yeah, to join the look, crowd man, than just, to be the one that stands out. Speak honestly, just be truthful and, and take time to research things instead of jumping on a bandwagon, you know. And and and, and somebody and some and to bring this up, somebody had mentioned this to me in a post uh, a few days ago, and I was talking about how actors. And athletes are all jumping on the bandwagon, and they're speaking about this. And he was like, "Also, oh, they don't have a right to speak about those things." I was like, "No, no, no, they do. They do. However, they're not speaking freely about it because let's say because we all know there's nothing right about supporting Black Lives Matter for starters. I was like, the second thing, the only reason why they're doing it is for one exactly. is to be to avoid cancel culture, okay, and the other reason is to basically." Because it's fashionable, it, it's, it's it's a way to get buzz for 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 your own. It's, it's a way to get positive, uh, 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 you know, feedback for supporting right. and when something I, when I that is actually inverse what, negative. I was referring more to like celebrities and, and stuff who like aren't doing anything else, but they think that they're 
so oh, great right, right. because they just posted a black square. That's what I was talking about is, you know, celebrities and influencers, you know. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and on that, and on that, they're the same people that were saying, stay at home, skip the club, skip the gym, stay at home. It's all, it's, it's, it, you can do that. Let's stay safe. They're the same ones oh, preaching cool. that, know nothing about that. Okay. They know, they know nothing about what it means to be out of work. They know nothing about having to go to unemployment because your job basically puts you on furlough. They know nothing about how hard it is to go to a grocery store and have to go through well, a frustration uh, wearing a face mask without being harassed for say, it. Okay. We're in it together. But, oh, really? We are. We are. Because uh, your gated oh. community doesn't let me in. <laughs> you know what I think about when, when, I, when, I, when, I, see, when I, I see the hashtag alone together? Okay. You know what I think of? I think about how boy, you know, I think about the uh, guy that broke up with his girl and he sends her a text message saying, hey, are you dating anybody right now? No. Well, I guess it means we're <laughs> alone together because I'm yes. not dating anybody either. <laughs> that's what I think about. That's what I think about when I see that hashtag alone together. I'm like, okay, so that's like basically uh, uh, your, your girlfriend telling you Oh, she's she's not dating anybody. And you're like, oh well, that's okay. I'm not dating anybody here, so I guess we're alone together. Really? I'm like, it, it, and it's a joke when it comes from a lot of these heavy influencers and heavy uh, these 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 actors and these athletes. They know nothing about it. And and Andy Frizzella spoke about spoke about this, and I saw it in his feed a few days ago. And he spoke about how there are. Plenty of people, influencers out there that are not saying absolutely nothing about what's going on. They're living in their perfect little bubble. They're not doing anything. They're just continuing on as if everything's all good, but they're not yep. saying anything about what's going on. Okay. And he was like, and he was like, people are going to remember this a year from now when they look at you and they're like, oh, you didn't choose to stand at all. You just basically are just, you know, just doing your own thing versus somebody that like us that are actually making our voices yeah. heard about what's going yeah, on yeah right i mean now. it's uh it's a tough call it's like I, it, these days and and it's like i almost can't fault them to an extent because cancel culture is so pervasive but you know i'm just not like dude after after right. i put my video out about the mask and i just got so much shit i was like you know what fuck this um i'm just gonna you know i'm gonna be honest about and, and look, my sign posts aren't anything crazy. They're just like, cancel, cancel culture. We can all be friends. Uh, take personal responsibility. Yeah. You know, stuff that I thought mm -hmm. was like, I don't know, normal life lessons. But uh, apparently these days they're not. And they make you, they make you a bad but person. They... But you know what? If, if that's the case, then I'm just going to have to be a bad person, you know? And, that, and that, that's that's where it comes down to. I mean, yeah, I see how it, it comes to a certain extent on why people choose not to speak about things. But here's the thing. If you see all this stuff going on and you're not, and you're not speaking at all, you know, you're not saying anything about it because you don't want to have the cancel culture, cancel culture cancel you, then it, it goes back to what you were saying. It's, you know, when is it going to be to a point where, I mean, then the, uh, I'll, I'll bring this up. 
the people who yeah. aren't really speaking yeah, about it right. are because you're it right. hasn't happened to them yet. Okay. But at the same time, that doesn't yeah. mean it still shouldn't affect you in some kind of way. And if you know you see all this wrong going on, you you know you can't sit back and not do nothing. I, <clears throat> I think the uh, I think it, uh, this one saying has always come true. Good men, I was like, yeah, yeah it's like yeah, evil men is when well, good it's like men the, do the MLK quote. Um, where I mean, to paraphrase, you know, that's that's essentially what he said is like, you know, that he's more concerned with with good people who stay silent instead of bad people, you know, who try to make their voices heard. It's like you can't sit on the sidelines and and just maintain your status as a good person if bad shit's happening and you're let it you're letting it happen. Right, and and that was my that was my thing because. You know, when the riot started, it hadn't happened here in Nashville. Then when it did, that's where it just hit home for me because yeah. it happened on Broadway, right where I used to work. Okay. I have friends that work down there. I have friends right now that are out of work because of what's been going on uh, as far as with the COVID and, and the protests and all this other bullshit. And I, I just like, you know, I, I got really fed up with it. You know, I'm like, you know, what does Nashville PD have to do with anything that's going on in Minneapolis? Yeah. They ain't got nothing to do with it. Okay. We didn't, like, they didn't see anybody from Tennessee up that way to do all that shit. They ain't got nothing to do with it. So that was my, and like I said, and yeah, like I said, when I saw yeah, Andy's post about that, that was the absolute truth. You know, he's like, and, and, and I was, and I, and I, I love his shit, by the way. I love his shit. And it's all been true. Nope. And he's never been afraid That's to speak his sure. mind. <laughs> and, and to me, and, and to me, it's, it, it comes down to a choice. And every choice, you do have consequences that come with it. It depends on which ones are you comfortable living with. Okay? Are you, are you comfortable taking handouts? Because the consequences is... Uh, Unhappy because you're never, never going to be able to because you're waiting on him. You're, yeah. Yep. Okay. Or are you going to do the yes, sir? Going to be or But you, you know, again, choices. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here now. You were you were breaking up a little bit. Okay, all right. Well, uh, what what when did you when did, when did I start breaking up on? I mean, I, I basically heard the gist of what you were saying. It's, it comes down to you know, there's going to be consequences either way. You just have to decide which consequences you want, and do you want to make the easy or the hard choices? You know. And I was and, and I was going into the fact that you know a lot of these influencers are choosing not the same thing. They're taking the easy way out yep. because. They want to avoid cancel culture. They want to not get 
you know, you know get get shit from the media from it. Uh, they might lose clients. They might lose customers. They might affect their business. I mean, you didn't exactly take the easy way out when you made that post about the face mask. No. Well, I didn't even know I was doing anything that controversial until I got the blowback. <laughs> well, I mean, and then, and then you know, you still kept on, you still kept on cruising, you still kept on doing. Oh you. yeah, I'm not stopping. You know, now. yeah. And to me, I think it's just <clears throat> don't call yourself, don't call yourself a hero if you're taking the easy way out of things. Okay, I agree, man. I agree. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not a hero for in a face mask. You're, you're, you're being compliant. Okay. If you're not willing to do the research and find out how 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 much they don't work like you did, then you're not really being a hero about it. You're not being a hero for supporting Black Lives Matter just because everybody else is, because you feel guilty. No, you took the easy way out. Yeah. Okay? It and comes look, down if to you if you want to wear a face mask, that's fine. But my point is that people aren't doing enough research to even know how to properly wear one, you know? Let alone understand how much they don't work. And then again, it goes back to, again, a personal choice. You make a choice. Either you choose to do it or you don't. Okay? Don't come at me when I make the choice not to. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay? You're not, you know, again, it's, you know, again, everybody makes a personal choice. You, you know, with the face mask, you have to respect, you know, I'm respecting your choice to wear one. Please respect mine when I don't. Okay? I just did my research. I know what's up. You know, I I just know I have a better chance of avoiding a virus. <laughs> yeah, or or slowing spread actually without it and improperly using one. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Well, uh, but uh, man, I do appreciate you being on here, man. We we, we definitely have to do another yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think let's do this. Uh, definitely do this some more, brother. And and I have um, you know, I'm just starting my podcast, the GD podcast, with uh, with my buddy Greg. So G and yeah, I saw you. Yeah, 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 I saw you setting that up on on some of your posts. Yeah, so it, it's gonna be good. We're gonna um, you know, we'll do video and everything too, but we want to have. You know, we want to get a lot of uh, good guests on, so I'll definitely have to have you on there as well. I'll do. I'll be honored, man. We definitely are. I definitely should be able to. We definitely want to continue this conversation, sure. Absolutely, brother. Well, I appreciate you having me, man. Problem, man. No problem, man. I definitely, uh, definitely be safe out there, and uh, hopefully, uh, one of these days I can get my beard like yours. <laughs> I, hey, man. I think you can. You just gotta. I, honestly, I, I don't know the secret. Mine just is this way, but. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do appreciate it, brother. <laughs> All right, dude. Take it easy. All right, man. You take care. All right. Bye-bye.